It's not about how much we grow. I just want to make sure that we are growing because when you stop growing, then I feel like something's wrong. And so it's not about the number to me. It's about, are we still doing the right things? Are we still finding new clients that find value in what we're doing? Welcome to Access Points, the podcast where we discuss the tools, habits, and ideas that can help you achieve and maintain the leadership mindset so you can reach peak performance. Are you ready for your all-access pass to some of the top minds on the topic of leadership? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Davin Marceau, Chief Operating Officer with Access eForms. Welcome back to part two of The Discipline Entrepreneur. And uh, to give you guys a little bit of a reminder, what we're talking about is the different phases of, of entrepreneurship. And what we've broken it down to is thinking, doing, and growing. So again, we're just going to jump right into this thing. Tim, you ready to go? Let's go. The third element. I think it's the most difficult for entrepreneurs over time, and it's, it's the growing phase of a business. You've now taken your brainchild, something that you worked endless nights on, you've turned it into a product. You've now got your third customer, your 10th customer, your 20th customer, and you know that you have to reach a level of scalability for the organization. And I, this is where entrepreneurs burn out because this this isn't where you thrive. And, right. and I would argue that this is where it takes the most discipline for entrepreneurs to recognize those things and and step back and then bring the right people forward to grow the organization, right? So right. speak to that for, for access a little bit and, and where you guys were in your growth plan when that part came along. Yeah, so um, I'd never been part of a large company, which I think was a blessing and a curse. You know. I tell people now that uh, kids that are coming out of college is, you know, go to work for a really big company. They have things figured out. They have processes figured out. Go learn how they do things. It's going to drive you crazy. You're going to hate it. They're going to, you know, they're going to burn you out, but it's okay. Go spend a year or two learning how they do it. Then go to a small company because now you can take what you've learned there and go do something with passion. And, so if you take that and think about, you know, I've created the product and we've got people buying the product and we've got revenue coming in. In my mind is if we keep building this product and make it better and better, then we're going to grow. And when you grow, that's what, you know, growth simply means to me, it wasn't about necessarily just the money, but it was success. It was, I'm building something that's of value to the people out there. And they're proving that to me by writing me a check. And that's as far as I thought about it. And I would add people to the organization to be able to support that, whether that was implementation people. Um, at the, the funny thing is the beginning, we didn't even do implementation. We would just train the customers how they implement themselves. Can we go back to that? Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but there's very few that do that. Very few people that actually are willing to do that nowadays. But funny thing is those are still some of our very, very best customers mm -hmm. because they took it on and learned it. Another podcast another day. But I thought that I was naive that if we just keep building this thing and keep it out there, that we're just going to grow and we'll be really big. And that's just how this works. And little did I know that as the larger we got, the more problems we that occurred. And I would hire someone to fix the problem or to plug them in to do that. And the problem is I would hire people that were like, I thought were like me that could figure out how to do things. And that worked really well at first, but it never really fixed the problem. It would just move the problem over. Like they would head on into the problem. It would just move the problem left or right. So sometimes it would even split it and causing two problems. So as we, but we kept growing, we kept growing. It finally got to the point where 
I couldn't do it by myself. And I realized that I couldn't do it by myself. So I started bringing people in the company that had done it before, that had been part of a startup. And so trying to figure that out and trying to get people in that knew how to develop relationships outside the company, that knew people, you know, I didn't know anybody out in the industry, especially in healthcare, how to go find some healthcare people that knew what they were doing. You know, that was kind of where I would start. That's where we started. But the growth part was something that wasn't me. Um, I've, always, I've often said, you know, it's, it's very difficult nowadays to find an original creator entrepreneur in a company that built it to a billion-dollar company. Now, you have the Facebooks of the world that did, you know, stop also think, is that the wisest thing? But, but most of the very large companies that continue to grow, really, they were not the entrepreneurs. They learned how to run a company, and they learned how companies should work and how they should grow and how this stuff works. And it's almost like everything that I had passionate about the product and creating the product, people do that for growth. So you think about what you do here, right? You're about growth and putting things in place for scale. So you're as passionate about scale as I am about the product. So I don't want to do or couldn't do what you do. And so bringing people in at the right time in the organization, and and I've read this, I never really believed it until it happened to us, is, you know, from a million to 10 million, you need a certain type of group of people around you that can get you that point. Because there's a certain type of growth that happens to that point in time. But once you get to there, you kind of get stagnated. And then you need a different type of group around you to be able to scale that in a different way. And... You know, that's what's hard is, is you get people around you that you think are going to be with you all the way to, you know, whatever that number is. And those people can't get there. And even I can't sometimes get there. So if you think about, you know, our dynamic is I have to keep myself in the product and keep myself with big picture stuff. And I'm not a $50 million a year company guy. You know, I've talked to you about that is, you know, if we ever get to 50, a hundred million, I'm not sure that's me to, to lead and guide that organization. Right. right. I'm more of the entrepreneur product guy. Um, I'm the guy, what I enjoy the most are coming up with ideas on how to solve problems, you know, in the marketplace. So I have a limitation and I know that, but I know there's other people that we talked about that are beautiful. They've done that before. They're the, you know, go to get their MBA, get their doctorate and how to do this stuff. They can come in and plug in and man, they can take it and run with it and do great things with it. Sometimes what happens though, is the product gets lost in the mix. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's not, you know, I think about, you know, Zuckerberg and Facebook, it's not the same company that way it started. You know, it started as a, as a, for those of you on Facebook, social media, you know, if you remember when it first came out, and it was a really cool way to find friends and get to know people and to bring them on as friends. It, you'd have a college email initially to be able to sign up for Facebook. It was yeah. very, very specific. It was. And, and when we all got on it, it was really cool because you got to see, you know, I got to see people that um, I went to college with that I hadn't seen in 15, 20 years and see their pictures of their families. And you think about if you've been on there lately, that ain't what it is anymore, right? It's not the same animal. And in order for them to reach the revenue targets and goals that they need to do as a growing public company, they had to change that. And so it, I think it kind of lost its way. And that's why they've gone and bought Instagrams and they're buying other companies that are that. And, you know, my theory is I don't want access to be, it was designed to do this and we solve these problems and it to wind up 
as something completely different that doesn't really meet the needs and provide the value to the healthcare community that it does today. I'm not saying it won't, but I don't think whatever that is, I'll be part of it, right? Sure. And, and I think oftentimes entrepreneurs get addicted to growth, right? They, they, they love what they do and it just kind of naturally starts to progress, but then you get caught up in the mix of taking it from one to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, mm -hmm. um, whatever that revenue marker happens to be. But the problem within that, Tim, is it, we get addicted to growth. And so we begin to just hire people that exist to feed our ego almost to an extent. And there's a story that I love to tell. And, and it's in the military, you, you always get to do the fun stuff early in your career. And then eventually you get moved onto staff, a staff position <laughs> into the staff shops. And basically you're there to, as, as advisors, as support for the commander, and then you know be, be enablers for, for the subordinate units. And every month, sometimes weekly, there's something called the, the CUB, the command update brief. And it's this monstrosity of a slide deck. I mean, you're talking, I think the last one, 150-ish slides. Oh, wow. And it goes through the different functions of, of the battalion, you know, the administrative, the logistics, the operations, on and on and on. How many of those slides do you think I'd gotten through? <laughs> Five, Dude, 10? I, I, I don't even know if you'd have gotten through any of them. And it's literally just there to update the commander and give him a snapshot of what's going on within within his his force. And it's fine. It does. It gives you a snapshot. But the amount of time on the back end that is put into the development, the maintenance, the briefing, the corrections, rinse and repeat on and on and on and on and on. And so basically the staff officers just exist to, to update slide decks. That's crazy. <laughs> but there's a correlation over to business as well, right? Whether it's with meetings. And I think this is what Musk was talking about meetings or PowerPoints or, you know, whatever standard stuff that you have thrown in there. We almost have people in our company that exist to, keep us updated or exist to keep slide decks going and relevant. And that's why we get in the growth and we're, we take it to 10 million, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden we have less money left over at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. It's because we don't have the discipline to grow the right way. Right. We don't continue to add people that add value. We throw people at problems. Mm -hmm. We throw people in positions that we believe that we're supposed to have at these certain growth points. Right. right. And we lose sight of that is supposed to be about the product that is mm -hmm. supposed to be about the service mm -hmm. and we make it about the ego and we make it about positions right. and again feeding our own ego to make sure that we're thoroughly updated on whatever it is we think we need to be updated on well and and that and, and setting a arbitrary number and i've been guilty about this in the past too but setting an arbitrary or an arbitrative number and saying this is what we want to get to and you know nothing behind that then your focus is on the number and it's not on creating value to the end user customer that will organically get you that number. So, you know, you said earlier something about, you know, grow, you know, entrepreneurs having a, a need to, to grow and, you know, it, it's strange for me. You know, if, if you were to ask me what is success uh, as a company, I don't know that it's a number. I don't know that it's a revenue number. I don't know if it's a profit number. You know, with with us, you know, we're a pretty conservative group, and that we don't get, we don't have outside investors. Um, we don't try to borrow a lot of money from the banks or anything, so we try to bootstrap as much as we can, and that limits us. And we know that, but also, if you if you look at, you know, the growth of the company, you know, you have years of great profits and years of not so great profits, and it's this cyclical thing. But if you look at the why behind it. It was a lot of investing internally with product or people to get us to the next level, and it cost us a lot of profit. 
But then that built up and created that next year where we were more, more profitable. And then we invest again, right? And so for me, it's not about how much we grow. I just want to make sure that we are growing because when you, when you stop growing, then you, I feel like something's wrong is we're not doing things right or we're not creating the right product or the market. I'm not meeting the market where it needs to be. And so it's not about the number to me. It's about, are we still doing the right things? Are we still finding new clients that have value and find value in what we're doing? And, and if we don't, then we pivot and we either change the product up or we create something different that does meet value. Does So if you think about where we came from in the old days when we actually printed stuff out to where now there's nothing that we create that prints anything. It's all electronic. You know, we, we pivoted based on where the market's going and what hospitals wanted and, and what they were asking for. And we continue to do that. And we've talked about impression on this podcast before. You know, we built that two and a half years ago and set it up on the shelf because nobody really wanted it. But now all of a sudden the market changed and we dusted it off and we changed it up and renamed it and, you know, took some edges off of it. And now that's most of what people are talking about. And so as, as an entrepreneur, you're constantly looking for acceptance in the marketplace. And, you know, we talked about uh, Elon Musk earlier at the beginning of the podcast. I read something just yesterday and it was, I can't remember what the name of the rocket. I can't remember. I'm not a big rocket guy. But um, I think they just had a, a rocket that took off. It went up to atmosphere. It cut the rockets off and it, it turned itself down, flew down to a certain level, pivoted back upright. The rockets fired again and it went to land on the landing pod or whatever. Right. And it, was, it came down too fast and just exploded. And the interview with Musk was he was excited. That was a very successful launch. And I look at it and go from the outside going, dude, the thing blew up. How is that a positive? And his statement was, we were able to gather all the data we needed in order to make it better. It was a success. Okay, that I get. That I understand. Because what he's saying is, is yeah, it didn't land. It blew up. But we know why. And we know now what to do to fix it so that it doesn't happen again. He's like, you know, in his mind, he's like, oh, we were... 80% there, you know, 20% bl literally blew up, but we know why. And we can now, I know how to fix that. We know how to fix that. And now next time we do it, we'll be 95% there. And maybe it won't blow up next time. And so that kind of mindset, I get, I am a hundred percent on board with that because the same way with the product is, you know, I'm going to try to do this and I'm going to try to create something or to, to meet value in the marketplace with something that we create. And if we're 80% there, that's great. But we know now what will get it to 90%. We know now what will get to 100%. And that's what drives me. That's what creates a discipline in me to say, keep moving, keep creating, keep asking the questions. And I guess the difference is I don't see it as discipline. It is. I agree with you. It is. In my mind, it's not a discipline thing because I'm, I don't have to make myself do it. It's something I just naturally do because it's within my strengths. Sure. And, and I think part of what you're talking about is it speaks to um, this element of growing the organization. And it's a book, I think it's by Peter Senge called The, the Sixth Sense. 
and he talks extensively about the life cycle of companies and what they go through. Um, you know, in the beginning stages, innovation versus operations, basically the companies, they innovate, they innovate, they innovate, and the company grows, but bottom line or, you know, bottom line shrinks along with it. So they bring in an operations guy and they, the, the company becomes more efficient. They're more profitable, but innovation drops and drops and drops. And I think they talk about GE. I think he talks mm -hmm. about Motorola, several different companies. And then, a lot of times that's when the founder will step away or they'll step back in and make it about innovation, innovation, innovation. So it's kind of a rolling wave of what needs to be prioritized over time. Right. Is it, is it innovation or is it operations? And this is where I think some discipline f comes in for that entrepreneurs know when to step away mm -hmm. and let operations take over, mm -hmm. but then understand when the, the innovation, when the technological advance advancements are waning and then step back in and make the company about innovation again, and then have the, the operations guy, the guy like me step away and let it, let the focus become hyper on the product or the service instead of just the operations. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, when you're a kid and it's literally when you're growing, I can remember waking up in the middle of the night, just with these Charlie horses in my legs, you know, I was growing at this you know astounding rate at a certain age and it was, my muscles couldn't stay with it, you know, with my bones. And it would literally wake up in so much pain. I would just wake up crying and you know, my dad would come in there mom would, and he's over there just trying to get the, you rub the Charlie horse out of my leg, you know, and once this go over, I go back to sleep and you know, two months later I've grown an inch and a half and don't think about that. Right. And then I go through, you know, starting to learn to work out. And I, I could, I can remember when I was a kid going up to my neighbor's house and we went through, we had, he had this kind of a fort, we thought it'd be really cool to have this workout thing. And so we did like, you know, 150 sit-ups one day and I'd never done sit-ups in my life. And I can remember two days later, I thought my stomach was going to come out of my body. I had no idea what it was. So I, I mean, I go to the doctor and I'm like, I'm having terrible stomach cramps. I mean, I can't focus. Come to find out it's, you know, my muscles, it was the first time I'd ever, my stomach muscles had ever been worked out and they were just in knots. And so it's the same, you know, to me, that's an analogy for with growth, you have to go through and, and you grow and you heal and you grow and you heal and you grow and you heal. And it's just the same as we innovate and we, we build up and then we have to pull back and go, okay, we've blown and gone as much as we can. We need to stop and make things efficient. Now that we've got that in check, let's go again and let's get it in check and go again. And so it's not this, you know, I think the dot-com era jaded a lot of us and that you thought you were going to go from a million to 300 million in a matter of 24 months. And some companies still do, but it's very rare. But, you know, you also think about at the end of that 24 months, you talking about a mess. The back end of that company mm -hmm. is a mess culturally, operationally a absolute mess. So usually when they get bought out by that point, they're getting bought for the technology and somebody comes in and cleans everybody out and they take technology and run with it. And so it's not us. That's not what we're trying to accomplish, but it's that growth, heal, growth, heal that uh, has kind of happened over the history of our company. Absolutely. And I think, again, there's a little, there is discipline in there, Tim, because it's having the discipline to know when you need to allow time to heal rather than just make it about grow, grow, grow. Yeah. Right. So I think that's a good place to wrap this thing up, man. Very good. And we talk about meetings. I think Elon would be proud of us because here we're, we're sitting on the eve of our Q4 ET meeting and we're not making this thing about 
PowerPoint presentations. We're not making it about the financials for the year. We've decided to bring in our performance coach and spend two days pouring back into ourselves to make ourselves better. So, man, I'm super excited about it. I think at the end of this thing, we're gonna understand ourselves better. We're gonna understand us as a team better, and we're gonna just step into 2021, just rocking and rolling. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. I'm glad we're doing it. And it goes back to, we're doing a little healing before we start the growth again. Absolutely. And I think the marketplace, the world at large, has a whole lot of healing to do on, on the tail end of COVID. I think they do too. <laughs> it's uh, 2020 was an interesting year. I think 2021 will be interesting in a different way but probably every bit is as interesting as 20. Yep. Here we go. Let's go, buddy. I appreciate it. And for our listeners, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Go to our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, and give us some feedback on there. Go to our website at accessefm.com. Check out our new impression offering. And uh, again, we always appreciate you guys listening. Tim, we'll see you next time. See you then. Thanks, everybody.